We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. After dark, I am Michael Felder. I'm your host. And listen, we're brought to you by, we're powered by Bet Rivers. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. You can find us on uh, YouTube. You can find us on Twitter, but you can also always find us on the SiriusXM app. Uh, I'm joined on Field of 12 After Dark by, you know what? Let's kick it off with the coach, Kevin Sumlin. Arizona, hey. AM, Houston. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Gonna be a great show tonight, as always, with you two guys. And uh, can't wait to get it going. Let's talk some ball. I'm ready to talk ball. That's all. Listen, that's the best. That's my favorite thing about doing Field of 12 is we get to talk ball. And we also have Trevor Knight, former quarterback at AM, at OU, Field of 12 college football analyst. Uh, T Knight, how you living, Playboy? Doing great, man. Midweek, uh, having a good week so far. It is championship week. And I, just like you guys, I'm excited to talk a little ball, dive into some of these matchups. It's going to be an awesome show, man. Listen, before we get to the toast, I just want to ask you guys, is there a sense of like release or relief when you get to this, we see the finish line, you know that we, we got one week, championship week is all we've got left until we get to bowl week. Is there relief? Oh, okay. You're shaking. I see you shake your head, coach. So you tell me. <laughs> I mean, come on. You, know, you get a whole other deal going on, right? So I've been a part of a team um, that has gotten to the Big 12 championship game and got blown out by K-State. We're going to get to Ooh. that. Right? Yeah. And there's a little guy running around on the field. I'm like, who the hell is that guy? We didn't know who he was. Right? So we get on the bus and get back, and we're still going to play for the national championship the next week. You don't know, right? K-State is a problem. Always yeah. has been, always will be. We'll get to that later. But, no, there is no sense of relief this weekend for any team in, in a championship game. Yeah. Trevor, what about you? You played in Big 12 championship game, right? Yeah, played in a couple of them, and, and, and Coach is right. I mean, if there's more heightened awareness now than maybe even last week because the pressure's on. All yeah. these teams that have a one, two, three, or four by then, and also potentially a five or six, <laughs> they're fighting to get into the party, into the show, and uh, it, 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 all stakes are on the line. Now, yeah. if you're Georgia, and we, we will get to this as well, you might be able to just kind of relax knowing that you're going to get to the party anyways, but you never know. I'm See, here's the thing. I'm thinking about – the other 127, 128 teams, they're like, whew, we did it. We got to the end of the season. We know where we're going. We don't play this weekend. We're done. But you're you're 100% correct. When we look at Ohio State, who's five? Alabama, who's six? Penn State is sitting at eight. Wow. Penn State's at eight. You get Clemson at nine. Kansas State at 10. 
You know what? Let's I'm gonna I'm bumping this one up. We're going championship. Let's talk championship. Hang on. We gotta go backwards to go forwards. <laughs> we gotta go backwards to go Felder's forwards. Felder's getting all excited. Felder's getting all excited. Yeah, that's why you couldn't be a coach. If you go backwards <laughs> to go forwards, th- 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 that won't work. No. <laughs> well, if you go back and look at the Michigan game. No, I'm just joking, Mike. If, I no, I know you're joking, but I'm just saying if you go back, you gotta. If you're Ohio State, you better go back and look at that Michigan game to figure out where you're going next, right? Right. So, well, what do you think? What do you think about that game? Um, it's a. Uh, I don't understand why they're playing zero coverage the whole game without Michigan State. Michigan's best running backs not on the field. If the game is close. And you have that kind of talent on the perimeter. And and offensively, what you've done, you've led the nation. Yeah. The not just the Big Ten, the nation mm-hmm. in scoring and offense, everything else. You couldn't run it. They sold out against you. It's not gonna be, hey, let's right. not get him. It's like when you're a kid, right? If 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 a guy is a bigger guy, you just gotta fight him just to fight him. You can dance around him and do whatever you want. And they could have done that, but to give up the long runs and yeah. shut them up and play zero was crazy to me. Make them, make them come down the field, right? Our quarterback, we've got better players. We're going to be fine, but they panicked. And I didn't, I, that's certain. I mean, I just didn't like it. Yep. I, I agree with that coach. I, up until maybe the last couple of days, I've been giving Michigan all the credit in the world. But right. I think I've gotten to the point where I'm more disappointed in Ohio State than I am excited and proud of what Michigan did. You're at home. We know you can score points. We know you got the fire. And you said, I just don't think they showed up to the plate ready to, to hit the ball out of the ballpark. It was um, – it was too methodical. It was a little bit relaxed. I think that they came in a little overconfident. And Michigan, I'll give them the credit. They took advantage of a Ohio team that just didn't give them their best, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't disagree with either of you. I do. I, I will say this. I like playing zero because it's – listen, let's put my nuts on the table. Let's go. Which you – That's what you got. That's what you got, but you have to make tackles. Mm-hmm. So the tackling was the tackling was a bigger problem than playing cover zero to me. Yeah, they you go hand in hand though, Mike. So huh? they, they yes they do. One hand washes the other, and the other part for me was they didn't make run fits, and I think that's a bigger problem. Like if you don't make run fits, and you let Donovan Edwards go for what does he go 65, 75 yards? That's your problem. That's where you had a mistake. That's where someone wasn't fitting their gap. And now, guess what you're doing? You're sitting on the sideline at five, hoping somebody makes a mistake so that you can get back into the – this is – this is you forgot – Ohio State is sitting on the outside. For, they forgot their ID, and they are hoping – that the bouncer lets them in. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, because if you look at the game and you're Ohio State, the way that game played out was completely different than how they played all year. Yes. Right? They played in a different mode, playing zero coverage, and they can't get things done. They got impatient. They're at home. You've got good players. They played right? zero coverage all year. Yeah, I know, but not like that. Right, you know, and and whether it's quarters or whatever, when they walked it down and and give Michigan credit, Mm -hmm. they dictated play by formations. Yes, got them on certain things. Bingo. They did a great job of doing that. Don't don't, just not say Ohio State screwed it up. Michigan played to win. They played good football. And and you have a quarterback that that I talked about earlier in the year who I didn't believe in, who played his, his the game of his life in the first half. Yes. Right? So at yeah. that time, this conversation happens. Can he do that again in the second half on the road against us if we stay back there and make him throw it? Yeah. Because right? we still got a chance. Yeah. And, we, and, and, and they just kept coming after him. 
make him play the second half the way he played the first half because he hadn't played that way all his life. Right. So, so it, let me ask you guys this, Coach. You're, it sounds like you're saying that Ohio State got out-schemed. But, Felder, you're saying a lot of miscues, a lot of missed keys, weren't filling yes. gaps. Was it a little bit of both? Was Were they out-schemed and they made mistakes? Yeah. I, 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 well, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that Michigan did a great job of scheming, right? Yes. But Ohio State helped them because if you have a quarterback that, that played like J.J. did in the first half, right, is he going to mm-hmm. play that way in the second half? We haven't seen him play a whole game like that in his life. Bingo. I mean, in college football. But let's make him let's make him beat us. Right, which is why Not you play cover zero. the ball off and let him run for 75 yards. <laughs> I mean, to me, that's an easy fix. Yeah, you you put some umbrella over the top, and you you force him to throw to make decisions, and force him to throw it underneath, or force him to throw the ball, like force him to make go through a progression. Right. Exactly. And, and instead, they were like, "No, we're just going to keep that full court press on." Right. Like this is right. This is this is essentially this is. Oh God, I can't remember his name now coached at Arkansas basketball where they ran the full court press the whole time. And they would, and if, listen, if teams would throw the ball over with a skip pass, guess what? You're wide open and now you got a layup and 40 minutes of hell 40. Yes, exactly. Yes. There we go. You got me. You know who I'm talking about. I'm a basketball guy. So as well. Yeah. Listen, I'm not a hooper. Okay. I, I only I only hoop because my parents needed me to be out of the house. Yep. No, Nolan, I, that's, Nolan that's Richardson. I, I mean, that's what I saw. So yeah. they can beat you with the best football he's played all year. Now, yes. And Trevor, you know this. You, you know, we've been a part, we've seen it, we've been on both sides of it. Like mm-hmm. this dude is tonight's his night. Yeah. But make it be his night. Don't, I mean, make it be his night because. The last 11 weeks, he hadn't shown that. Right. Exactly. And so, Trevor, I want to, like, can I take, can you take me to the quarterback mindset of, hey, man, I'm playing better than I played. What, like, you, you did this against Alabama, right? Yeah. Like, I'm playing better than I used, I'm playing better than I, I'm playing great. How do I keep it going? What is, like, what's going through JJ McCarthy's head? There were multiple games hopefully a lot of games where you come out and uh, come on good let's keep this going and you can get into that rhythm that in the first half but coach made a great point you go into halftime the other locker room saying all right he's sitting down he's getting cooled off you know, his, his his body's cooling down. He's got to start thinking. He's going to get out of his rhythm. Can he do this in the second half? And that's where good players become great players. If you can go and take a first half, go in the locker room, make adjustments, and then come out and get right back on track. Go right down the field and score. And, you know, it it, it showed me a lot about who he was as, as a quarterback um, from that standpoint, that he's not just coming out there making lucky plays, but he's actually playing the position of quarterback and leading his football team for two halves and four quarters. So here's what we're doing. We got to do toast of the night. And I'm going to kick my toast off, and I'm going to toast to Michigan. Mike Sainer still uh, a guy that played wide receiver for them for three years. Now he's their best defensive back. Hey, should have been there the whole time, baby, because this guy is a monster. There's a reason he was this player of the year in Massachusetts. I'm kicking it off with Mike Saber still. Let's go, baby. Love it. All right, Trevor, what you got? All right, I'm going to take it to um, to the polls. And no, it's not near the top. It's not the top four or even close to it. But uh, my hometown school is UTSA Roadrunners, all right? So I am toasting to the AP poll, and I'm not toasting 
CFP poll because the AP poll put the 10 and 2 Roadrunners in the top 25, and the CFP left them out. They've got a great quarterback. They played great football. Their two losses were, were, were not bad losses. They were good games. And, and they are a fun team to watch. A younger program, 10 years old or so, that's playing really good football, showing that they deserve a right to be a year like they're having this year. The 10-2 and two Roadrunners to the AP poll. Cheers to you guys. And they should have beat Houston. Yeah, they should have. All right, Coach, what you got? Well, here's what I got. Um, I, I said it week three, everybody's mad, right? <laughs> Look, everybody's <laughs> laughing. I said they got the easiest path to the Big Ten championship game, yeah. which I'm going to this weekend. Now, I'm not saying they're going to beat Michigan, right? I'm not saying that. Uh, they've lost to certain teams in the Big Ten, but they've found their way through the West, which is not that hard to do. And the road went through Champaign, Illinois. And Jeff Brom, um, you know, kind of maligned, didn't know what was going to happen before everything was going on this year. Uh, did great. But, you know, there's a guy right now playing football named Charlie Jones. Uh-huh. <laughs> who leads the country, right? Leads the Big Ten. Uh-huh. Tied with Marvin Harrison Jr. in touchdowns. A little guy that, that transferred because the quarterback was a walk-on who left Iowa. Nobody wanted him. Couldn't play over there because they can't score more than 10 points anyway at Iowa. So he, he leaves and comes over there. And now, you know, he's going to the Senior Bowl. So my toast is to the Purdue, Purdue Boilermakers, Charlie Jones, uh, leading the Big Ten in receptions, 1,199 yards and what? How many touchdowns? Same as uh, the, the same it's, as old boy, right? Yeah, from high. Yeah, same as what is it? Same as nobody Hyatt? knows who he is. It's not the so, no. It's not the same as Hyatt. It is the same as Marvin Harrison. Yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yes. Yeah. So Charlie Jones to you. Charlie Jones. Cheers. 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 How about that? Listen, I knew I knew we were gonna get some Purdue love in here. 12 <laughs> touchdowns. I mean, listen, 12 touchdowns, like 12 touchdowns for a wide receiver. That's big time, baby. Yeah, but 1,200 yards is even more, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love to see it. So I'm excited. So we got a lot to get through through this show. Uh, my wife, I just texted my wife and I said, Hey, I need you to bring me a beer and uh, a shot glass because we are going to do a boiler maker so that we make sure that we make coach happy. But we got the culture. So I want to get through the, the so we went through what uh, some of the things that happened last weekend. Can we go rapid fire and then get back on track? Let's go. Clemson, LSU, Oregon. Give me your thoughts on those three games. Let's start with you, Trevor. Yeah, um, I was at the LSU A&M game. Yeah. And, um, man, for, for watching on TV all year, both of these teams, it, it was a very different aroma in the stadium um, on, on that Saturday night. It aroma was a, is a good word. <laughs> it was. I mean, it, it, it felt there was something to play for for the Aggies that the crowd was rocking right I mean it was it was a great atmosphere um I thought AM came out and played really tight really good they're they had good quarterback play um they were flying around on defense and then you just didn't see that that oomph that you'd seen out of LSU over the past several weeks they, they almost just kind of laid down and that's the feeling that I had in the stadium so yeah um, I, I hope, I sincerely hope that they come out this week, um, Georgia, with a little bit different uh, intensity about them. Um, that being said, you know, hats off to AM. Obviously, that's the Homer comment, but um, it was a sure. fun game to be at. Now, the Clemson game, Ooh. <laughs> man, I, I, I think as opposed to what I said about Ohio State Michigan, 
I am going to give the credit in this one to Spencer Rattler and Mm -hmm. Shane Beamer and and South Carolina. I think that they have figured out their recipe. Now, a little bit too late in the season. Spencer Rattler's got some confidence about him. Um, Shane Beamer's obviously got into that. out in the last one there to, to, to our man Yogi. He talked very highly of Oregon State. He talked how disciplined they are, um, how well coached they are. They're, mad expo- they they're super explosive too. Yeah, and, and just this far off. And uh, man, they came out and, and put, put one together against the Ducks. Coach? Yeah, I, I mean, are we surprised? <laughs> right? Let, let, let's be honest. Clemson, LSU, Oregon been treading water all year. Yeah. Everybody's like, well, when are they going to show up? When are they going to do this? When are they going to do that? Right. And, and so early in the year, Georgia was, was having those kind of issues. Yeah. They got better every week. Hulked up. These guys, I mean, every week, everybody's been holding their breath. Yeah. Just to be honest with you, you don't know what LSU team's going to show up. And right. and AM is good enough. I mean, A Chain, I mean, they played great. And to yes. your point, Trevor, the young talent, you had, you had a young quarterback. The 15 is is the future. He's really a good player. And they got, I mean, it was a better football team on the field that night. Right. Then you go back and you look at Oregon State. Oregon's been that team since day one, right? You go back to the first loss, then they overcome it. But in the end, are we surprised at these these three teams? Because we've been watching them every week, and Clemson barely won every week. Yeah. So, I mean, who's surprised at that? Clemson remind me a lot of um, Florida State. In 2014, yeah, the team that like yeah they did win those games, but then they got to the playoff and it was like, oh, yeah. you got embarrassed. Like this was bad, right? So, and, and, and it gets back to what Trevor's talking about. Like right now, if the playoffs were next week, who would you rather play, Clemson or South Carolina? <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. That's. I think that's a great point. I think that's a great way to kind of lead into the next discussion of this because we've got what do we have? We how many? What do we get? Twelve games this week, right? Mm-hmm. We got twelve games this week. So let's go and and I'm gonna. We don't have to listen. We're not gonna. We're not gonna talk about the spend all this time talking about these games that aren't conference title. Well, let's talk conference title games. USC and Utah. Real Coach some. Coach Sumlin, what are what are we looking at in USC Utah? Well, I, I think you're going to see two different styles, right? Mm-hmm. And and Kyle has done a great job at establishing culture. You mm-hmm. have to beat Utah. We all know yes. that they don't lose. And no, they showed that the first week of the season, which get them, you know, and they've gotten better, right? Yeah, I think right now, and and Trevor, you can you can comment on this. I said it early in the year. Even about Caleb, the difference is the quarterbacks, right? Yes. I love Utah's quarterback. We mm-hmm. talked about him week one, two, three. But I think in this game, I think the way Caleb's playing right now, it's it's kind of – Can't beat silly. him. Yep. It's silly, right? Yeah. And uh, the offense and the, the talent on the perimeter, right, is ridiculous. Yeah. And, it, it, and their defense – is not very good. We know. No. That. Yes, we know. We, we all know, we know that. that. We've been saying that since week one, two. They've gotten better, but I mean, I don't know that. I don't know right now the way he's playing. Uh-huh. They're gonna be hard to beat by anybody. It's gonna be really tough, Trevor. What do you think with Utah yeah, I USC? I think that's the the first and, and most important thing is that Caleb Williams is on right now to go to New York and hoist a trophy. And when you have that type of confidence as a quarterback and coming down from your play caller through a guy like that, 
it's almost an unstoppable feeling. I mean, it really is. And I think the other two big points is Cam Rising, although he has the ability to play up here, he's been a, a, a little more spotty. And it's not at Utah, right? It's it's a neutral site game. Right. It's later in the year. It's, it's very difficult to be somebody twice. It's right. Um, it's yeah, going to be. Let's just call it what it is. It, let, let, let's, who's going to be more comfortable in Vegas? Uh, <laughs> SD or Utah? <laughs> really? Hide, hide the sodas. Hide the yeah. sodas in the Bellagio. <laughs> Call it what it is, right? Call Call it, it you're is. killing it. You're killing it, Coach. I love that one. I, I Listen, I'm going to throw another one at you guys. And this one, it's a little off the board, but Tulane, UCF. These two teams, Tulane's defense, to me, is has been off the wall. They've been just, listen, they're Michael Jackson in the 80s before everything else came out. Like, they're just do, they're, they're just bangers all day. I would be shocked if Tulane doesn't win this game. Yeah. Willie has done a great job wherever he's been, right? Yeah. One day mm-hmm. football, he's transitioned Tulane. And I, mm-hmm. I told somebody it probably could be, you know, construed different ways, but that defense is ridiculous. Right? They're so good. And they're fast. They're big. They're athletic. Um, he is a, a hell of a coach. And it I, reminds I, me of it reminds me of UAB. What is it? Two, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I'm I'm shocked he's still there. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Um. Because oh, we're gonna talk coaching changes. He's shortly. he's been a he's been really good wherever he's been. Yeah. And played for national championships. I mean, done all that mm-hmm. at, at, a, at a lower division. But their defense is ridiculous, and I I don't see that changing during that championship game. I, 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 I'm, I'm a Tulane guy. Uh, Trevor, what do you got? Again, go to a couple of the constants. It's very difficult to beat some twice. Yeah. Um, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think that in, in conference, they play the conference game at the, at, at a home stadium, right? They're playing yeah, at they're, Tulane. Yeah. They're in new Orleans. Oh yeah, yeah, they're in New Orleans, so you, you give that, that that nod as well to Tulane on top of everything that you guys just mentioned. I mean, this is a team that early on, now, albeit early on in the year, beat the Kansas State team that we're talking about potentially going and, and knocking off an undefeated team, right? I mean, they're they're no slouch, and um, I, you know, I, I think that Gus Malzahn has done a phenomenal job. I've talked about it all year. He looks like he's having fun coaching. Cool would it be for him to get a conference title? But um, but I, but I like Tulane in this one as well. We've already talked about LSU and Georgia. I'm gonna save Purdue and Michigan. Actually, you know what? Let's do Purdue and Michigan, okay? Because my wife came in, so here's what we got. Let's go. <laughs> you see this, Coach? Yeah, I see it. You see that? Yeah, you gotta drop it in there. Hey. Okay. There you go. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And you got to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Good shot, Felder. What's Purdue's, there you go, what's, Felder. What does Purdue's chance look like against Michigan? You know what? I, I had a, a crazy guy call me. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Give me this. So I've, I've gone both ways, right? So, um, you know, the guy said, hey, look, you know, we match up better against Michigan. Yes, and, they do. And I said, no, here's the coach of me that came out. I said, then Ohio State. I said, you mean the only team that beat Ohio State? <laughs> so, <laughs> man, he got real quiet right there, right? So, but he's right. I mean, he's right. Um, they're going to throw it around. I mean, yeah. that's what they're going to do. That gives them a chance. They're going to yep. challenge that secondary. But mm-hmm. obviously last week, um, Michigan secondary didn't have a hard time with Ohio State's receivers, right? Right. And, and so, you know, I, I'm I'm just saying that it's it's I I think Michigan's going to win. Yes. Um. Yeah, I know that, but knowing the way they do things and how Jeff is, I would look to see some trick plays early. Yep. And all kinds of they got nothing to lose. Let it all hang out. Let it all hang out. And, uh, <laughs> and so you always keep that card in your pocket if you're like that. So everybody's happy about them. And, and like I said, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. But, you know, to have Ohio State sitting there watching the game, like what's going to happen, right? Rooting for Purdue was right. crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that never happens. Yeah. Trevor, what do you give me? Give me one. Give me. Listen, I want you to give me something on that quick because I want to get to the Big 12 because this one is, to me, the most interesting championship game. Yeah. So I'll say this. Um, it, it helps Purdue. Coach mentioned it, that they're going to throw the ball around. It helps that they're not playing in some, some stadium that, that has elements, right? They're in a dome. They're, in, they're, yeah. in, they're indoors in Indianapolis. Yep. So in Indianapolis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and I'll say this. It would be unbelievable to come up and bite Michigan. They shouldn't, but I have a much better feeling about that potentially happening. Not say it's going to, but that potentially happening than if Ohio State would have taken care of Michigan and it would have been a different matchup there. So um, I think I, I right. like Michigan in this game, but uh, I, I find myself rooting for for Purdue as well. Should be a watch. <laughs> All right, let's get to the Big 12. Both of you guys, you guys got a lot of experience there. K-State, TCU, TCU, TC, there's no team that feels more like we got to hang on to what we've got than TCU. K-State's at 10. What's this game look like? I'm going to start with you, Trevor. Trevor Knight, I'm starting with you. <laughs> you know what, Coach? I'm starting with you. It's a <laughs> am I am I cutting out on you guys? Sorry about that. It's all good. It's all good, Trevor. Go ahead, give me, Coach. I want to hear your thoughts, anyways, and I'll follow you up. I I just think I think TCU knows, and I said this before. They understand the assignment. They understand what they're supposed to do. They know they have to win. They know that they have to win by a lot. They can't – this can't be close because they will be jumped. And wait, so wait, from, here's, here's my point. Go ahead. All right. So at what point do we not consider TCU as a Big West or a WAC team? They've been jumped before. I yes. guarantee you right now, if Texas or Oklahoma was 10-0, and 0, we wouldn't have this conversation. Bingo. That's my point. That's my point. So, At what point is that going to stop? I don't know. 
I don't I don't know when it stops. That's that's my question. It stopped from it's all it stopped for me a long time ago. Right. But you understand but what I'm saying? I'm not, but where but it stopped for you a long time ago as well. But exactly. It but Gary it, Patterson, they they got hopped a couple times, right? Yes. They got in 2014 getting leaped over by Ohio State. Like this is it, this isn't a coach, this isn't an us problem. <laughs> we didn't we we're not the problem. No, I'm just I'm just bringing it up. I'm sorry. It's everybody else is the problem, not us. Here's here here's my problem, and and this is how I felt most of the really until they played Texas and they showed me that they could play defense. You Mm -hmm. start the year off with a new head coach that comes from you, and and don't get me wrong, Sonny Dykes did fantastic at SM, but Mm -hmm. it's still not it's not a, a, a a super big name coach right and that may or may not be fair first year guy what's he going to do this is traditionally a defensive school he's an offensive coach sure there's one there's one storyline that, that goes against him now they start winning well remember their quarterback played phenomenal for the most of the year he has had a couple games where he wasn't on top of his game but he was not the starter week one either it was Chandler mm-hmm. Ford's Yep. And so you're saying first-year head coach that doesn't have experience winning in, in a Power 5 conference like this in, in mm-hmm. some sort of time, a, a quarterback that that wasn't even able to, to win the job coming into the first week, and now you're navigating a conference that a lot of people are saying is down this year because your big logos, Texas and OU, sure. aren't playing as well as they could. And so that's been the narrative that people are writing – Oh yeah, they're winning, but conference is down. You know, five, six, and seven would beat them if if they weren't unblemished, so on and so forth. They have earned my respect, especially in that Texas game defensive side, and they should, but, but by every stretch of the imagination, get all the credit in the world for what they've done. I believe if they win this football game, even if it's by one point, that they're in. I mean, they're undefeated. They're in, and and, and I look forward to them playing really well against uh, whoever they play. And Felder, I'll, I'll say this too. All right, so you give them credit for that. The, yes, the the tracted, right? What's the real difference between the Big Twelve and the ACC right now? Oh well, we didn't even talk about the ACC championship game, so I think that's the difference. <laughs> I know, I know. But but here's what I'm gonna say. We let's. Here's the thing, because we talk about if it was Oklahoma or if it was if if it was Texas. Right. If ifs and buts were can this is I'm gonna go. My mom's gonna love this. She'll never see it because she doesn't do it. She doesn't know what I do. But if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, the world would be a sweeter place. Right. And if TCU was Oklahoma or TCU was Texas, of course we wouldn't even be having this discussion at all. We wouldn't be having this discussion. But the reality of it is, is TCU is, they've already gone through this, right? right? In 2014, they've already lived this. Even in 2014, going back to, what is it, 2008? Is that 2008 or 2006? Where they were undefeated. Boise State was undefeated. Cincinnati was undefeated. And they also weren't invited to the party. There was a whole year where all those teams were undefeated and they weren't invited to the party either. And so and what did TCU had to play Boise State in the holiday bowl? Yep. And so they they're terrified of what's gonna happen. So that's all. I just I I you know, I'll I'll take it a step further. In yeah. in, in 2000, where is that? In 2007, Purdue, K State. Had a great football team. Yeah. Number two in the country. You know this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A&M, right in the Big 12 championship game. And didn't and matter. I'm at Purdue. We ended up playing them in the, in the Alamo Bowl. Yep. Didn't matter. Did not matter. You're not brand name, boy. So, I mean, I, I see that right now. With, and with so they know, and, and TCU is a, a really good football team, and they so are very good. And I, let me ask, let me ask you, let me ask you guys something. 
Let me ask you, let me ask you something. Two six five wide receivers. What are you supposed to do with that? <laughs> Throw it to him. <laughs> hey, hey, and 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 Trevor will get mad. It's like that, those aren't all back shoulders either. You just no, no. Because <laughs> I guess give him a chance. Just give him a chance. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like when I look at TCU, I'm like, who's going to yeah, cover these player. dudes? Yeah. yeah, I like I like Kelly Ringo, Ke- Keely Ringo. I like him. He's good. But yeah, guess what? Really guess what? He ain't got nothing on Quentin Johnston. No, they got players. Because all in the, the 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 worst part about playing defense, and Coach Summon, I'm sure you agree. The worst part about playing defense is you only have to mess up one time. Right? You mess up once. That's the touchdown. Especially if you're a safety or a corner. You exactly. mess up one time. Uh-oh. Touchdown. Yeah, the, 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 you don't want to be the, the uh be the corner. Or the special teams coach. The only time yeah. people work for you is is when it gets screwed up, right? <laughs> That's it. So, yeah. <laughs> let, 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 let me ask this question because we're talking about TCU, and, yeah. and so I'm going to paint a scenario because I think it's an interesting one. G- Georgia is a different story. I, I think if if George, Georgia will do what Georgia does, yes. um, and I think they're in regardless. But of the next, the other two undefeated teams, Michigan and TCU. TCU. If, if, let's say, both of those teams lose, who who makes it to the playoff? Obviously, Ohio State jumps. But then you've got to say, okay, are we going to put a two-loss Alabama in over over a a one-loss team lost in their conference title, right? So – I guess my my question is this: If Michigan loses, they're losing to their one loss is to an unranked Purdue team. Yeah. If TCU loses, even though everybody said all the stuff we just talked about, their only loss is to a top ten team in Kansas State. Kansas State's number ten in the country. Right. But I still think they're that in. Everybody else in the country is saying, "Well, Michigan will stay in, and and TCU will be bumped out." In- that's the scary part. No, I, no, I think you're right, Trevor. I mean, I, I, exactly. In the scenario, and and like I said, I've been involved in that. We lost yeah. to K State, and like Sproles is running around crazy at Arrowhead Stadium. <laughs> like, who is that guy? Right? We can't tackle him. So we get on the plane. We get up the next morning. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to whatever ball is like. We're still in. It's yeah. Oklahoma. I don't think that will happen with TCU. I, I hope it doesn't. If I, I if they lose, you know, then everybody's going to say, "Oh, let's put Ohio State back in there." Yeah, right? which, which is a one loss. And I, I will say this, and I and and I've never said this publicly, but I got in the SEC. Nick said it's easier to get into the national championship game than it is to win the SEC. He's won two yeah. titles without winning the SEC title. Because you got to do the work. Yeah, and then everybody gets back. I mean. And then you get to, I mean, you get, you have to play that game and then come off of it, recruit sure. all, everything else because coaches are recruiting still. Yeah. In this time. It's the big time. Yeah. And so the, the work is double load. And, and I, I'm with you. I, I, that'll be a shame. If, if they lose one game and get jumped, I think that says a lot about not how people the, view, how people view the Big 12. And that's not right. Not just view the Big Twelve, but the way that people watch college football, and right. and it's it's one of those things where, like, listen, we can go all the way from New York to L.A., and the reality of it is, is the biggest college football markets are Birmingham, Atlanta, Columbus, and so they're watching, and then these, it doesn't go all the way, and that's one of the, that's a huge thing. So I think about that a lot. Um, Real quick, both of you guys, give me 30 seconds on the ACC championship game because <laughs> both of these teams kind of pissed down their leg. And so, what do you, what do you, okay, you're a lot. What do you got? <laughs> no, I got nothing. 
<laughs> I mean, I got nothing, right? I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I, I said it all year. I mean, th- these guys have been treading water all year. Yeah. Right? And yep. then, um, to be honest with you, I was, you know, I, I thought Carolina was going to make it. I, I, really I did. did too. Hey, I'm and back I, home. I, and I, I thought they would. You know, never yeah. count Dave Doran out based on what mm-hmm. was said that week. NC State's a real football team. Yep. They're built that way. That locker room's that way. They're a tough-ass crowd. Yes, and they are. Made it that way, and, and they will not go away. He's so, a hell of a coach. He's a hell of a coach. A yeah. hell of a coach. And, you know, you know we're going to get. And and so, you know, I don't know, um, you know, with, with what's going on in the ACC. I mean, it's it's where it is right now. We knew yep. this early. Yeah. I mean, we saw Clemson, the flagship. We saw a bunch of these teams. Like, who are they? Yep. Although the most entertaining game on TV last weekend was Florida State and, and Florida. And Florida, yeah. Trevor, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, um, going to the conference <laughs> title for, for whoever it is and um, whoever ends up hoisting the trophy and, uh, and and what is it? You win the conference out there and you're not going to the playoff, you go to the Orange Bowl. Is that right? Yes, that is yeah, correct. So, go to the Orange Bowl. <laughs> hang out on South Beach. Stop laughing. Coach, stop laughing. Stop. I don't know, but stop laughing. You're laughing so hard. Stop laughing. <laughs> hey, but I'll say this: <laughs> I, I am interested. I am interested to see what Dabo does this offseason in his quarterback room because um, it got to the point this year to where Big he choices benched, he benched his guy. Now he came back. Very strongly, which I loved watching and saying, hey, that's my guy. And he did finish out the season. Yes, he did. I think there's going to be a quarterback battle, a real quarterback battle. Sure. Um, in, at Clemson this offseason. I like that. I like I like a real battle. I like a real actual battle. Yep. Or or a transfer portal. And scenario. that's that's what I that's the thing I don't want. What I want is for these guys to fight it out. Yep. But 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 both of those guys have the ability to play at a lot of different schools, yeah. and and so that that will be interesting. But hey, go you know if this is a down year for Dabo and Clemson, and you're still winning eleven games, maybe twelve games, and ain't gonna and win the conference title. Yeah, oh, they're yeah. gonna. But I will say this: Drake May, Heisman 2023. Yeah, start right here. And I'll say this, and then we can wrap these guys up because I know we don't want to spend much time on this, but Mac Brown, I mean, the guy has shown that he understands culture. He understands yeah. how to get – He's like a hell of a football. coach. He's a hell of a coach. Yeah. And um, how, how old is Mac now? Mac's, Mac's well over 70. 70. Yeah, he's 70. Right on um, top of it. He's right on top of it, and, and, and it's, it's impressive. So – don't really care in this one, um, but but would be cool. It's like the rest Sorry, of the world, bro. Trevor. They give the Big Twelve a bunch of a bunch of crap, right? Damn, y'all are <laughs> killing me. Actually, the I live in Charlotte. Y'all are killing me. The ACC championship game for the first time in a long time. I live in Charlotte. Y'all are killing me. Everyone, my neighbors are going to be upset. Everyone's going to be mad. This is how y'all y'all are killing me. This the the, the truth, Mike. The truth. <laughs> I might have to have another boilermaker. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, damn. So when we look at this, we talk TCU Kansas State, right? Then we we got the TCU Kansas State. Yeah, we got into and so by the way, what is Kansas State doing with a backup quarterback is amazing. Yeah, and. As I've told people all my life, if you ever played there or played those guys, and Trevor can back this up, K-State's a problem. (laughs) They've got no players you think. They play hard. They're sound. They're fast. And they're They're mad. Like, with the 37th pick, you're like, that dude, I just, yeah. Was he the nickel? Yeah, he's covering kicks. They play their ass off every week. Yeah. And and they got speed, they got talent, and there's a, a standard that even back to Coach Snyder, right? It's mm-hmm. what it is. 
I love it. I love it. And, and so, without Martinez, and think, I mean, think if he's still playing. Yep. It would be amazing. It, like, it would be, they're scarier. I'll yeah. say this about K-State. I played K-State five times in college. Four uh-huh. at Oklahoma, one at AM. Lost to him three. Only beat him twice. Ooh. And and it was different ooh, quarterbacks. Ooh, it was ooh. different players. We, <laughs> coach, that was my last college game. Coach and I were there. And yep. we had we had twice as much talent as they did. And exactly. I don't I don't even think we played a horrible game. They just no. stuck in there and stuck in there and stuck in there and, and found a way to win. They're yeah. they're they're a scary team to go up against. It, yeah. It's been tough. I mean, it, it's a uh, and being at AM and at Oklahoma for five years and, and going out, I, I just told you. So we got our ass handed to us in the Big 12 championship game that night. And then, you know, and then so, you know, it, it it also helps. I mean, you know, Coach Snyder set that that thing off and they weren't anything. And the expectations are so high. And the players there, play, they're not afraid of anything. Right. And, and they, they've got better players than you think. In this scenario, it's a scary scenario for anybody to play them right now. Because you don't yeah. want to – I mean, they're, they're a completely different team, right? They, they, they play they're different than everybody. Every week. And they'll run a guy out there you've never seen that can play the same way the other guy played last week. Yep. I mean, they, or, or they'll run a guy out there that plays a completely different way. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's a great point. Yeah, It's not that they have more – talent but they yes. do have more depth in production than the craziest yeah, thing exactly. in the world you got five stars on on sitting on the bench at, at other schools yeah. mm-hmm. they look like a deer in headlights at the state you got the walk-on transfer from a junior college that steps in and produces <laughs> they can fly they can fly yeah that's it that's it i mean we're literally we're watching it will yeah. howard is nothing like adrian martinez no. They're not close to being the same player. No. They're not close. They're completely different players. And he just comes on and he's like, you know what? Let's do it my way, baby. Come on, fake Frank Sinatra. <laughs> like, goodness. All right. So what do we got? We got 10 to we got 10 minutes to go. I wanted to get into the coaching carousel. Hugh Freeze gets hired at Auburn. Dillingham at Arizona State. Matt Rule at Nebraska, right? Mm-hmm. And then Wisconsin. Who got hired at Wisconsin? Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle goes to Wisconsin. So we look at these four. Can you give me – I don't need you guys to rank them. I don't, I don't like ranking. Can you can you give me the guy that you're the most interested in? I'll go first. I'm gonna I'm gonna go two because these and we've got them listed on a rundown here. Sure. I think, I think Hugh Freeze going to Auburn is such a great fit in a lot of ways because he's he's won in that side of the conference before. Sure. He's in, uh, Coach Saban in Alabama multiple times. I think it was twice, right? In his yes. five years. Yes, he did. Um, and then he should have won three because – but they won – Alabama won because they got a scoop and score or something. And he did that with quarterback play that was good, but not guys that are still playing on Sundays, right? Right. I mean, it was it, – it was he, he was a, a great coach. Now, obviously, everything that's gone on and he's brought Liberty to what Liberty has done, um, if, if he and, – and I don't know the whole – at Auburn and it's going on there and I've heard it's incredibly ugly but if he can diligently navigate those waters and still have energy to put his style of coaching on the practice field and in that locker room I'm really excited to see what he does there Kitty Dillingham really neat story talk about just a student of the game the dude got hurt a senior year at high school Chaparral High School in, yeah. in Arizona mm-hmm. ends up you know, hey, I want to coach. So coaches JV team and then goes and and while he is taking classes at Arizona State is the calling plays on the varsity team. And that's big time school in Arizona. This isn't just some, you know, 
run in the middle high school. Chaparral High School put some dudes out there yeah. in, in out of Scottsdale and then goes on and it, it just shows you that he knows what he's talking about. He didn't he didn't stumble across an opportunity. He has made an opportunity for himself. And um Arizona State's a good opportunity, right? I mean, you you can recruit there. It's a great place. It's right there, in a great part of the country. Um, young guy, let's let's uh let's put his his hard hat on and let him bring his lunch pail and see what he can do. Coach Sumlin? I, I would say this. I think I, I'm with you, Trevor. I, I think Kenny's going to do a great job. I think he's a great fit for Arizona State. You know, Chaparral High School has got great players. These high school coaches, I'm back in my Tucson house right now, and a bunch of these guys, are. he's, he's going to hire a couple guys that I'm not – at liberty to say, but uh, the, the, it's uh, all good. It's uh, all high good. School coaches that have won here in the state. And it's a big deal. And, 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 and Trevor knows, you know, that the, used to come here or come to Phoenix and, and uh, you know, Christian Kirk, those guys, you mm-hmm. know, Dude, <laughs> Christian. Drag, drag them, drag them there. Right. That ain't yeah. going to happen anymore with Kenny. You know, he's Dude, a Christian, high school guy. Christian, Christian yes. Kirk, Christian Kirk was, I remember being in Oregon for the opening. Yeah. And watching Christian Kirk. Ridiculous. And I was like, yo, this dude is sick. Like hey, think about this. And I'm just naming <laughs> two names. And there's there's a lot more of these names that that got out of, of the state of Arizona. Exactly. Christian Kirk and Mark Andrews both did not Mark stay. Andrews. In yep. Tight end. Both of those guys are are playing very good football. You still. throw in the um, what's the kid, the the quarterback from Iowa State? Yeah. So yeah. You, you, you've and got Kyle Allen. Allen. Yeah. and you've got you know the corner who's starting for, uh, you know, yeah. all these guys that were in in the city just in Phoenix alone. Yeah. Phoenix proper, and Kenny's going to do a great job there. I think it, it looking at this list of guys i think that's the most impressive and the one that makes sense because he's a young guy he gets it the energy of the city i think he's going to be really successful oh we didn't mention spencer Rattler from right there as well spencer rattler brock purdy Jess. I, I, I know yeah oh yeah oh so, yeah i just i'm i'm yeah i'm excited this is exciting and then I want to let me let me you know what coach let's I want to hear your thoughts on these jobs. We've got Georgia Tech still open, Colorado still open, Stanford. Uh, Georgia Tech's not open anymore, is it? Did they wait? Did I miss one? Did they they hire somebody? Let's <laughs> keep going. Georgia I think Tech. getting ready to hire the interim head coach. Okay, great, Brent. Oh, Brent Key, yes, Brent Key, who was well, Brent Key was at. What Penn State, Alabama? Excuse me, Alabama. Alabama. So they're gonna if they hire Brick, they're gonna hire Brent Key. So we have Colorado. So here we we got Colorado, Stanford, Cincinnati. Right. Your agent calls you. What's the job that you want him to talk to you about? Uh, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Again, like Trevor said, let's do it. Yeah, I. That's why. I, but hey, listen, I'm trying to. I'm trying to set up a thing, Atlanta, but you get SEC players, right? In the ACC and not in the coastal. So There's no coastal anymore, side, right? There's no coastal anymore. I know, but what I'm saying is, you're, you're going to play that whole different side. It's like the Big Ten. Yeah. Big Ten West. Big Ten West. Right. Yeah. So, you should be able to field a team out of the city of Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> that should be all right. The problem is you got to go to Georgia Tech. You got to take a lot of math. Here's what I think is interesting about that, Coach. When when you made that comment several weeks ago, I great comment. You said, you can fly guys right into Atlanta, in an Uber, or put them in a cab or whatever it is, a nice car, and drive them 15 minutes north to campus. Yep, we were comparing it to Wisconsin and to Nebraska, but now Stanford, you know, you're right there near a big city and fly right in, you know, to 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 San Francisco. 
Uh, what, do got, think about, what do we you, think about Stanford? And same same thing with Colorado to Denver. Great, you know, all those things. Um, what what was the question, Felder? What do we think about Stanford? I think such an interesting I, I, I almost put Stanford in the same category as like a a, a military or or Northwestern, right? It's like yeah. It's above. It's a different type of player that has to come there because of the academics of this. And, and, and you know, there's never been a, a dumb guy that's played at Stanford. I'm sure there is, but maybe there hasn't, right? I mean, it's it's a different type of recruiting. Um, but but once you get guys there, and if you can develop them, you know they're going to be you know at least cerebral. And and I can and I can work with somebody that understands the game. Yeah. No, I agree. I, Coach Selman, what do you like? What do you like logistically? Like for you, you've had to, you like, it's great to be able to fly somebody into to Atlanta. Right. It's great to fly somebody into San Francisco. How good is it to get the you're, kids you're that you're talking want? about apples and oranges here, right? When you're talking about tell Stanford. you, no, you tell me. No, no, you're talking about Stanford, right? Yeah. So, there, there is a – they recruit differently. And yes, they do. the course of time, you know, and even at Purdue – Intellectual brutality. No, no. I mean, it, there's there's a certain standard, a guy – you can't even go talk to that guy. Yep. Because he doesn't have this score or these grades. Mm-hmm. That's Isn't Georgia Tech the same way? Well, they, you know, and that's that's the yes. conversation, right? So, yep. as, as I said before – and maybe to someone and that that is still upset with me, what's the difference between Purdue, Purdue and Georgia Tech? They're both land-grant yeah. public schools. People think they're both private. They're not. No, those are public schools that are engineering. Those are engineering schools. Does that make sense? Purdue put, put, Purdue put someone on the moon. <laughs> no, not one, a, a, a few. Anyway. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> a, a few. Anyway, um, my point being that that's who they are. It's not Duke or Stanford, right? Right. But the perception and what you do and how you push that out and, and, and your graduates make that possible right. to make it look like it's private across and and that pride is is a big deal mm-hmm. right? so no one's gonna you're not gonna pull back on that but my no. point again is hey look do you want to to win or not football is important everybody's not gonna be on the moon right i went i went to unc right does that make sense yeah i understand i went to unc like we yeah, you and see I think I think Carolina, Carolina went through the same the same issues as as you know Carolina's on and Tobacco Road. They're talking about well, you know, between those two schools, it's not Duke. We 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 are Duke, but we're not Duke, right? Right. But it's if also not in, Wake, but also Wake Forest, and it's, exactly it's, right. You're caught in between. And it's then, so it's it's hard. It is. It's a very they're in a tough spot. Like I just. For me, when I look at it, I think with Stanford and then I think obviously with Georgia Tech, obviously Georgia Tech had a lot of sick. Do you think that here's this is the last question? Do you think that Georgia Tech needs to play the option to win or no. can they do something else? They can do something else. Okay. They need to do something else. Yeah. Because the option right now is no different than when I came to Purdue with Joe Tiller with this spread it all out everywhere yep. and make everything equal. Right. Yes. I was kind of caught up to that. My, my, my other question, I lost my train of thought, but the other question was, Hey, look, if that's the case, if that's the case, right. So why would, you know, Tulane who looks completely different than they've looked in the last 10 years. Yes. Completely. You know I'm headed with this, right? Yep. And and Willie Fritz should be the coach there. Yes. Yes, right? I I think you're right. And 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 so uh, there's a reason why he's not. I'll just say that. I. 
<laughs> I, you're right. And I understand. I just, here, guys, we, here's the thing. We got to go. We, we hit the, <laughs> we, we hit the number. We got to go for Coach Kevin Sumlin, for Trevor Knight. I'm Michael Felder. This has been Field of 12. We're out of here. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.